Well, I have a brief message for you this morning. Uh, not going to take a lot of time, but um, just wanted us to reflect a little bit today on this word that's up here, right here, love. I have uh, marveled the last two Sundays at uh, God's timing in the Christmas sermons this year. There is no denying that the message of Christmas is just as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. Today's world is just as much in need of hope as it was in Jesus' time. God's family today is just, in much, is just as much in need of God's peace as it has always been. And my mind is drawn up to Superior, Wisconsin today, where Don Doolittle um, is uh, for his mother's funeral, which will be this afternoon. Uh, she passed suddenly this week, and they need God's peace in that uh, situation. Today we're going to focus on the expression of love that permeates the act of God sending his son And then next week, we will embrace the joy that was imparted to us upon the arrival of the Christ child. And there will be a Christmas Eve service again this year, which I would like to invite all of you and your families to, uh, December 24th at 4.30 here at the church. We'll revisit the story together. We'll sing some carols. We'll be drawn into the event by a great drama and simply reflect on the beauty of it all. So be there this Christmas Eve and bring a friend, bring a neighbor, bring one of your in-laws, but um, be there on Christmas Eve. Looking forward to seeing you. But this morning we give our attention to two characters and one amazing act. God the Father and Jesus Christ, his only son. The two central characters in the Christmas story. And no, there isn't a God the Father figurine in the nativity scene. Hard to portray someone who is invisible. But he's there in every scene, every moment of the beloved story. And so this morning I want us to focus briefly on God the Father and his only son, Jesus Christ. And more specifically, I want to look at a love that goes far beyond my ability to comprehend. And that's God's love. The reality of Jesus Christ being the Son of God is a very divisive factor in this world Many religions will accept the doctrines of the Christian faith right up until the doctrine of the divinity of Christ. The claim that Jesus made that he is the Son of God is a point at which millions have stumbled and turned away from accepting what we know to be true. We know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We believe what God stated through the prophets about Jesus being his Son. We believe the words of God himself declaring the truth about Jesus stating it simply, God said, this is my son, at the baptism of Jesus and at his transfiguration. We believe the instruction that the angel Gabriel gave to Mary, that the baby she will bear will be the son of God. We agree with Mark, the author of the second gospel, when he opens his written account identifying it as the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the son of God. With Jesus' disciples, we affirm that truly he is the son of God, We know that Peter was right when he answered Jesus' question about his identity with the words, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. John said that we have seen and testify that this is the Son of God. And there were others. Lazarus' sister, Martha, said, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. When Saul became Paul, it says that at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Even the demons knew this and asked Jesus, What do you want with us, Son of God? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
He is the image of the invisible God. He is in very nature God. He is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And the relationship that he has with his father is special beyond understanding. Jesus spoke of being one with his father. He spoke of the father being in him and he himself being in the father. He spoke of the Father being in him. He prayed that we would be one with each other as he is one with his Father. His love for his Father was undeniable and so clearly demonstrated in his obedience to him and his passion for him. The Father's love for his Son was equally evident. There are not many accounts of God speaking audibly, but I don't think he could contain himself when Jesus began his ministry. And so a voice from heaven was heard saying, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Matthew mentions God's words through his prophet Isaiah where he says of Jesus, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love in whom I delight. They are a father and his son and this story that we've been singing about and hearing about this morning is about the father witnessing the birth of his son. Fathers, do you remember the birth of your kids? Try and go back there right now in your memories. I had strange circumstances surrounding the birth of each one of my boys. Uh, With all three of our kids being adopted, we did not have the traditional nine months of anticipation and the infamous drive to the hospital. Uh, I didn't get to experience that wonder of having a wife who's in labor blaming me for all her pain. And when our first son was born, uh, we were in Seattle, Washington, and he had just been born in Oklahoma City. So our journey to Bethlehem included two and a half long days on the highway with several stops at truck stops to look at pictures of our new son online. And rather than the adventure reaching its climax in a hospital, it came when Liam was delivered to my parents' house by two women from the adoption agency. My baby boy was delivered to our front door. We were in Michigan at a county fair when we found out about our second son and made the trip again to Oklahoma. But we were there in the hospital this time uh, when he was born, and he was brought to us straight from the delivery room. When our third was born, we were traveling in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, and off we went again to Oklahoma, where babies come from. (laughs) But no matter what the circumstances were, When I first laid eyes on each one of these three gifts, the earth stood still. World War III could have broken out around me and I wouldn't have noticed a thing. Man became father and child became son. There was nothing else. I was stunned that God would entrust me with this little life that I was holding. A journey was beginning, one that would bring great joy, tremendous responsibility, and significance like no other. There in a stable of all places, in the little town of Bethlehem, God witnessed the birth of his one and only son. What did it mean to him? Well, when the heavens and earth were created and God set them in motion, the stars and planets would embark on a course that would bring them all to a certain place in the skies at that exact time. That's how big this was. Magi would notice and embark on a journey to see this one who had been born. 
And I've wondered sometimes if God didn't say to the angels, go sing to the shepherds. I want to be alone with my son. The father and his son shared that epic moment in time. Jesus had been born. But there is something dramatically different about this birth. See, when I met my sons for the first time, what made those moments special was the coming together of father and son. But what made that moment special between God and his son was that it was a temporary parting. This father was letting go of his son. There was a love being demonstrated here that I cannot comprehend. For the first time, father and son were going to live in two different realms. And it was all for the sake of a love that defies description. And I want us to reflect on that love this morning. This Jesus who was coming into the world would later in his life, without any hint of jealousy, say something very profound about his father's love. Now think about this. After being the perfect son, obeying everything your father had commanded, accepting your calling from him to suffer and die, can you see yourself making this statement? My father loves you, his soon-to-be-adopted children, so much that he sacrificed me, his one and only son, for you. That's a love that I can't comprehend. But this much I do know, it's a deep, deep love. This past Monday, I was at the hospital when Clara Smith was in pre-op, preparing for the surgery that was needed to remove the tumor attached to her kidney. I observed a father as he and Rachel watched their daughter being taken into surgery. Can you imagine yourself in that position? What is it like to hand over your child to endure necessary pain? God the Father handed over his son in Bethlehem to endure necessary pain. Well, he must have had a very good reason, and he did. His love for you and me was his reason. And on that chaotic night 2,000 years ago, God said goodbye to his son for a while, knowing what lay ahead for him. Don't forget this Christmas to say thank you to your heavenly Father for his boundless love. Don't forget that the Father, well, good tidings of great joy were being announced to the world, was letting go of his Son, his beloved Son, because he loved you and me that much. In that dirty, cold, uncomfortable stable, while angels put on their show for the shepherds and all creation stood by. A father shared a moment with his son as he entered the world. It was a moment of love, but love of a very different kind. 1 John 4 verse 9 says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. How deep the Father's love for us. I couldn't do it either. I couldn't give up my son. 
But God could because he loves you and me that much. Let's pray. Father, your love is so vast and so deep. And it really does go beyond my ability to understand. That you would put yourself and your son through what they went through, through what you went through. For our sake. Because we needed it so badly. It had to happen. Father, as we come to you, we admit that we are very much in need of a savior. And so from the deepest point in our souls, we thank you with everything we've got for temporarily parting ways with your son. Thank you for that amazing night in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago where you expressed that deep a love for us in such a profound way. Thank you for this amazing story that you've left us that we didn't have to be there to experience it. We can experience it right now because that son that you parted ways with for a little while dwells inside of each one of us. What an amazing privilege. Father, as we look at our kids, as we watch them through this Christmas season and years to come, help us to never forget that relationship between you and your son. And how love was greater than even that. Thank you for what you did. Thank you for what Jesus did. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name, that child in Bethlehem.